What's up, guys and gals? This is Jping here checking in. RespectMyRegion.com. We're here on episode nine of the North American Weed Tour podcast. I am blessed to be alongside one of my good friends, one of my most scientific uh, humans that I know in all of my cannabis life, uh, Aaron Lapsansky from Insight Consulting. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you, Joey? I'm sorry for the less than legendary introduction. No, you have too many. You have so many skills. <laughs> you have so many. You have so much unique experience in cannabis that I don't really know what the official title is. Yeah, and that's what makes me need your help. I need you to kind of fill the people in who don't who aren't familiar with what you do, maybe with where you're at in the world, and just kind of introduce yourself. Okay. Yeah. So um, I got my bachelor's degree in research biology uh, from Gonzaga. Yep. Um, I was Gozags. Gozags. I was studying uh, genetic modification of roses and potatoes. So here I have my scientific notebook with me: roses and potatoes. And yep, um, I was trying to move a terpene, actually the gene that produces a terpene. Um, from mint into both of those plants because that terpene deters aphids. So it was a natural pesticide. Okay. And then from there, I went and got my master's degree in horticulture. So I went to Colorado State University in Fort Collins and I studied rhizosphere biology, which is the study of beneficial microbes and actually deleterious microbes as well. But I studied beneficial microbes that could be used instead of synthetic pesticides or growth hormones. So I was trying to find microbes that would increase um, root branching or root depth. And okay. in addition, I was trying to find microbes that would protect against pests. So like nematodes, for example. Yeah, so that was well, cool. And then I, I studied Arabidopsis thaliana when I did that, so that one. <laughs> so just the things you were studying and your passions yeah. coming up in the game and the education yeah. side of the rhizosphere yeah. biology and the potatoes and the roses, you, you care a lot about plants. You care a lot about yeah. roots. You care a lot about growing things. To say I do. Least. Yeah. And I care a lot about sustainable and organic growth mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and utilizing things that already occur in nature to promote plant growth. So mm -hmm. when I left Colorado State, I did teach for a little while, but I moved up to Washington where I grew up and I became the head grower for a tier two operation. And I did that for about four years and we tried to as best as possible use um, an organic soil with organic amendments and organic pest control and all of those good things, but at the same time growing really good, really terpy weed um, at an affordable price too. So yeah, it, was a, it was a challenge. <laughs> to say the least, right? And, and this yeah. is, this, for, for those people that are watching, you jumped right into the science. Yeah. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about, first off, where are you? I think that's important. This is the North American Weed Tour. We got to get yeah. people perspective about where you're at in the world of cannabis. So let's start there. Where are you right now and what do you okay, do okay. in cannabis currently? Yeah. So in cannabis currently, um, I manage my and run my own consulting company. So I consult on cultivation or processing or facility design. I help with applications in other states. And then I also manage Trippy Hippie Cannabis, which is a dispensary in Bellingham, Washington. Mm -hmm. So then I'm learning all about the other side of things, um, the distribution, the sales, like purchasing, things like yeah. that. So um, I know you're showing off the weed you brought. I brought some weed from my shop. Let's so, go. Yeah. Man, that's that trippy hippie. That's that trippy hippie pack. Let's go. It is. Yes. So in Bellingham, the most often bought item in cannabis is a $27 eighth. And so this is like the epitome, the top. The top of the twenty-seven dollar eighth, and so I okay. I'd bring that to you. <laughs> bring I'm that interested. To the table. I'm interested yeah. in seeing what that looks like because, yeah. in you know, oh, not to say you know, I, obviously I'm in LA, I'm in California. You know, we got we got different pricing, different tax structures. There's similar numbers in terms of taxes, but how it's put on the customer is all different. Mm, and yeah. talk to me a little bit about you know, I go to your dispensary. You know, you're in Bellingham, Washington. That's right next to Canada, right? Yeah, yeah, and actually. We do have a lot of Canadian um, like customers who come down and buy cannabis from us. It's uh, Canadian weed. They made a rule that they had to have very, very low microbial content. So they gamma radiate all of it, which means they basically put it in a microwave. 
And maybe laws have changed actually, to be fair, because this is what I learned when I spoke at the grow up conference in Ontario a few years ago. But the -hmm. point is like their weed is really dried out and like zapped by a microwave at that point. So a lot of them come down and buy weed from, from local dispensaries like ours. Yeah, I've been but- I've been talking with people from Canada as well. We had uh, Drew Henson from Toki out of Toronto, and he mentioned when he came to LA and met with me, and we smoked some California stuff and did some dabs. There is yeah. a noticeable difference. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's very different. Oh, my dog's gonna bark. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we got a special guest appearance from Aaron's dog. You know what I'm saying? You know, Redley, I gotta- you wanna come say hi? He's like, nope, I don't. There's a squirrel in the yard. <laughs> That's hilarious. So can you can you show us a little bit kind of up close what the packaging looks yeah. like and also yeah, so, maybe pull out a note? Yes. Okay. So it's in a mylar, which saves on cost. And in Washington, we just um, reduced the legal thickness of mylars from four millimeters to two millimeters, which saves on like obviously 50% of waste, plastic waste. So that's really excellent. Um but this is what the oh wow like. for a twenty seven dollar yeah. eighth there's a big oh it's nugget. super crystally yeah for sure super crystally and it smells really good so using your good. master's degree and two universities worth of educational learned doctor abilities yeah. of cannabis yeah. nutrition root things <laughs> yeah using your superior level of deduction yeah is that indoor outdoor oh it's and- totally indoor. It's and indoor. why? And How do you know? How can you tell? How can people look at that and just tell? Oh, I don't think you can look at weed anymore and tell if it's indoor or light dep or outdoor. I would say that there's a smell for outdoor because that beta carophylline is the most sturdy terpene. It's like the biggest terpene. So it has the the lowest volatile like volatilization point. Okay. It's going to be the one that hangs around the longest. And it's that cheesy one. So I think you can smell outdoor. You can smell the cheese notes. So what you're saying is when people (laughs) say that when they can smell the outdoor bud, you're saying that that's the beta caryophylline, a.k.a. the cheesiness? I think so, yeah, generally, yeah. I think there's, I mean, it's slightly darker as well, but I also think if you were to test most outdoor weed, it would have a broader spectrum of cannabinoids because the UVB spectrum that the sun gives off makes it differentiate a lot more significantly than uh, just like straight UV from yeah. the like HPS or LEDs or whatever we're using. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I'm going to use burner sent me some cool cones. So I'm going to pack a cone. Now my, you said yeah. burner earlier. My ears perked up. Cause I was like, damn, yeah. you got burner. The rapper sending you cones. This is a different hmm. brand. My understanding. Correct. Apparent B R N R burner. Mm-hmm. I assume that's how you say it. Because Burner has vibes paper, so I don't think he's selling another okay. type of paper, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know at all. <laughs> no, I, I don't think what I'm given. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I'm using. No, I'm they're using a great the, company. They're. I'm, using I'm sorry. These, uh, I'm using these vibes 33 Ultra oh, nice. Threads. I stopped nice. smoking blunts. Oh, you did. Wow. Yeah, you know, shout out, shout out the, shout out the ex, you know, the ex lady. You know, what I'm saying she got me to stop smoking Swishers entirely, mm. and I've been on the blunt, I've been on the joints ever since, and I cannot, mm. I cannot, you know, bless her soul. That's one of the. You're gonna live longer. You're I'm live gonna longer. live. You know, that decision definitely elongated my life and improved yeah. the quality of my smoking experience. Yeah, you probably can taste the weed a lot better. Way better. Yeah, way better. And then obviously I could, t- I could, I was always saying, oh, I can taste it through the sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, one thing that I like about this company, this, this burner company is they make a lot of hemp based silicone products and hemp based bioplastics. So okay. like the, the grinder that they sent me is made from hemp. And I have a bunch of ashtrays that are hemp-based silicone, which I didn't even know was possible. So I, I didn't know that's really a thing. Cool. You're you're definitely yeah. introducing. I was today years old when I heard that hemp silicone was a thing. Yeah, I know. I I'm not sure on the chemistry. I'm not a chemist, but um, yeah, excited about it. Ooh. Okay. So now let let me let me dive into some questions about mm-hmm. um, what it's like for you working in retail. You know, mm-hmm. the North American Weed Tour is all about showcasing what legal cannabis looks like, right? You've yeah. been at Trippy Hippie for how long? A year and eight months, about. 
Yeah. And and before that, you said you were growing and doing some, mm-hmm. you know, some uh, some work with a cult with a cultivator out there, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. And they were also out of Bellingham. And they're which now? They they were also out of Bellingham, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All so, out of Bellingham. So talk to me, and you know, talk to me a little bit about you sell weed to Canadian people, you sell weed to mm-hmm. Americans, you sell weed to local Bellingham people. Yeah. That people in Bellingham are known it's a known community not to say they're different in any bad way there's no negative connotation to being different but it's bellingham if you from Bham, yeah. you rep the hand it's like being from texas you rep texas you, you yeah. know you, you're a texan Word. right Word. yeah like it, they're prideful about being what they're about yes. right oh yeah we one of our specials at the dispensary is smoke local saturday so all of our local brands are discounted on saturday which is one of our biggest days of yeah. the month or of the week so they believe in these these community locals. They believe in supporting local extra. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, local. Who are those Bellingham brands? Kush Kush. I would say one. First of all, local. Second of all, pesticide free. Third of all, minority owned, which is really important um, to Trippy Hippie, and um, Cascadia, which is my alma mater, if you will. They're local, women owned or partially women owned, which is really cool. Um, <clears throat> who else do we have koala um or which used to be heavyweight farm so koala cannabis now they're a really awesome budget brand and we just picked up uh the strider concentrate brand so they have quantum and northwest natural extracts nice that's, they're great people yeah really like them um Verdaloo. Verdaloo just did a vendor day with us. So that's a great edible company. Um, they just came out with the bombshells. So it's a gummy covered in chocolate. It's a pomegranate one as well. And they just came out with it. So good. It's so good. Well, yeah. I was wondering when people were going to come out with the chocolate covered gummies. Yeah. Washington was slacking on that. I know. California's I know. medical market. I can still go buy Coca-Cola bears and co- mm-hmm. chocolate covered whatever mm-hmm. right now. I can go downtown LA, go to a session, figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah not yeah. in the legal market. That hasn't been a thing. That is so no. cool. Are they they're, good though? They're so good. Uh, and Verilu makes all of their edibles with RSO which depending on who you talk to and if you're talking to me i think that's important because you're getting the full spectrum of cannabinoids from that full plant extract which means you can actually say strain specific experiences from your edibles um you know do you want like to talk about that today i sense i don't it. need i don't need i, I sensed it i, I heard it no all i can say is like if it's just if you're just selecting for thc you're just basically drinking everclear Right, and if you're yeah, not respecting the rest gummies, of the plant, then distillate yeah. edibles. I'm all for distillate edibles if that's what you yeah. want. Yeah, for, for, for sure. But just know that's what you're getting is the Everclear of edibles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the same or, thing or technically cheaper. I look at it more like you know, you and I Idaho both know that the biggest. You and I both know <laughs> that the biggest companies in cannabis in Washington, the big yeah. ones, we won't yeah. name them, but the big ones, they yeah. use yeah. the lowest quality THC availability biomass to create yeah. the cheapest edibles. Everybody, the cheapest edibles are not made with the highest quality products. That's not how business works. No, of course they not. get they they tumble they tumble the stems. They they use trim. They use floor. Whatever it yeah. is, they say they don't. The tests don't lie. The COAs don't lie. We're gonna bring on just so everybody knows. We are gonna bring on former lab employees and mm-hmm. let people know what's going on. We're not gonna name brands. We're not gonna yeah. name former employers. But they're gonna talk about things that people let slide For because sure. it needs, because that's, that is happening. That's going to be interesting because the things that people let slide and like, maybe you can talk a little bit about how easy it is to deviate to the black market when you're an extractor. <laughs> that's another that's, conversation. Let's talk yeah. about that. You're by, let's talk about this actually. You know okay. what? Let's do okay. this because okay. This is important. This is what this is. This is where the platform is supposed to be used for. Let's talk about the fact that the LCB. <coughs> let's talk about the fact that the LCB in Washington State had heard rumors. Most likely, had heard rumors about the Delta Nine and the Delta mm-hmm. Eight situation going on out there, right? Mm-hmm. The Delta did not converted to tens, converted to eights, human yeah. this, hemp CBD, all the things, right? That was. I mean, that was posted on our I five hundred two message boards. Somebody kind of bragged about their ability to do that, and that's how I think. Uh, things got 
tricky because what they were taking was hemp CBD and turning it into Delta eight, right? Yep. Which the LCB in Washington state originally didn't plan to uh, control Delta eight in any way. There are edibles on the market that are still technically legal for a little while longer that are 50 milligrams of Delta eight uh, THC and 10 yep. of Delta nine THC. And, you know, and the LCB approved that because they didn't understand yeah. what the difference was. You can buy Delta eight cartridges on the internet for goodness sakes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy. It's legal it in easy. places. It's, yeah. but, but some states didn't have the foresight to prepare for it. And it comes down to the lack of science. These yeah. states, they, 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 they partner with these other agencies to try to get a better idea of how to do this stuff. Now, I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say they got, they don't got the, it's not the easiest job in the world. If you don't know weed, if you know nothing about weed, and you're afraid of it, you don't know, you're ignorant, you have no clue, you're in politics, you're in legislation. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a guy, if I go to the mall and you bring me into a store <laughs> where you, someone buys makeup, there's yeah. a lot going on. Oh, totally. I, yeah. would be, I would be horrified to try to be one of these legislators <laughs> trying to do this because if I, what I yeah. don't know, I'm afraid of. And yeah. now you start thinking about this new scientifically man-made thing and then rumors and pressure and people complaining. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. It's a it lot. Is. Yeah. I don't think that there's any right way to do it, but there are other states that probably have better functioning systems than we do. And you, you could use the example of other states. I mean, it, to, to remedy the legislature. I understand that we came in early yeah. and it was hard to write something from without a draft right reinvent the wheel not you're not reinventing, yeah, I think the, wheel. You're reinventing the wheel talked, first <laughs> like california i remember reading press back in the day california actually spoke to colorado they spoke to oregon yeah. they spoke to california yeah. for guidance just like so, we okay. consulted them to bring yeah. prop you know to bring a a a, a 502 yeah. yeah 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 and i i mean again like there, I don't think that there is any one correct way to run cannabis in your state, but I think some states are doing a better job. I personally really like the way that Washington isn't vertically integrated. I think it creates a lot more jobs for people. I think we have, um, you know, the consumer has a lot more power by purchasing brands that align with their ideals and things of that nature. Um, whereas like in a deli style state, it's, you know, some kind of backdoor transaction happens and all of a sudden there's a bunch of jars of options which is cool you get to smell it but you don't really know anything about the grower there isn't that same community connection necessarily yeah um and you're a lot from more... what we've seen typically i think you sure. know mcdonald's yeah. could always improve their customer service but yeah. they do it their way because that's what they've seen work for them right 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 that's proof with all the dispensaries every dispensary is similar yeah but they all they all de to use one of your words they all deviate more or less a direction based on the ownership, what they care about, what they don't like. Yeah. Women owned brands, minority owned brands, yeah. guy, white, like white dude, Caucasian owned brands, they all can look the same, yeah. but they usually all don't in this current mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And talk to me a little bit about Trippy Hippie. You're a buyer there, you're a manager, you're training people. I know you have a recruiting background. Mm -hmm. What is it like? to be a store manager, what does a week look like? And I don't need Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, need all, I don't need all 24 hours, but yeah, like, yeah. walk me through briefly, like your homegirl calls you, yo, I wanna get in the weed industry. What does your job look like? Yeah, well, I, I have to say like, uh, my shop looks a little different than a lot of shops because we have very low turnover. Um, I think a lot of a lot of dispensaries just run through bud tenders and so there's a lot less going into who they're hiring and they're getting a lot less out um, we put a ton of emphasis on picking the right people so um i mean i haven't had to hire in like wow like eight months or so and i hired one person just because he left another dispensary and everybody on my staff said we had to hire him and we couldn't let him go anywhere else. And so I did, even though we didn't necessarily need another person, but he's wonderful. So that was a great decision. But, um, can yeah, I ask so, mm -hmm. when you were, when you were looking, when you were talking to him in that recruiting process and you yeah. were, you know, and, and you were talking to him, you know, he came from this place, he has these experience. What stands out to you in those conversations? Um, not necessarily from him, but when you're having those kinds of talks, yeah, what are the, yeah. you know, 
someone who's looking for your, you know, to try to get a job like what you have, what does it take to be that butt tender, to then be you, you know? Whatever aligns with the dispensary's culture is probably the like cookie cutter thing to say, but our culture is that we really connect with each of our customers. And so mm. the the person who I ended up hiring, he like very clearly demonstrated that he cared about each of the customers he interacted with. And even though he wasn't medically endorsed, you know, he made sure that they were getting the right product for what they were asking for. Yeah. Um, and we constantly have customers come in that say, oh my gosh, you have so-and-so now. That's crazy. This is my new shop. Like I'm following this person. And that's because he has such a good relationship with everybody he works with, you yeah. know? Um, our, our staff is very eclectic. Like we have a bunch of different types of people, which I really like because then there's, you know, a certain customer for every butt tender. Yeah. So, you know, just, you want to come in, you just want to quiz me for a little bit and then, and then buy something that you've already decided on. That's fine. Like maybe you like me cause I just go really fast and we get it done. If you want to talk about every single tincture, like you can talk to Autumn and Autumn will talk to you about the details of every single tincture and what went into it and what, you know, what components are on it and, and all yeah. those kinds of things. So there's, yeah. there's a, a equally eclectic set of bud tenders to how eclectic the customer base is in Bellingham. So, so month, so Sunday night comes yeah. around, <clears throat> yeah. you're, you're smoking a joint. <laughs> I'm bugging you about a podcast, you know what I'm saying? Reminding yeah. you like, yeah, we got this coming yeah. up next week. Monday yeah. comes around, you're, you're, you are you're you wake up in the morning, you rip a bowl, you play with your dog, go for a run, <laughs> whatever. What happens at work? Yeah, so, um, I mean, we, we run a small crew, so you go in, you open, and you do the daily sales, but um, we also have to set up vendor days, so I have to make sure that I'm I'm contacting vendors who I have deliveries scheduled for most often so that I actually okay. have all their product on the floor before I schedule a vendor day. Um, because it's nev never any good to schedule a vendor day when you don't have any of their product in the shop. Been there, be before. Yeah. Been there before. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. Um, I, you know, I coordinate what orders are coming in. I make sure I do an inventory update on any brands that we're getting shipments from. So I go mm -hmm. through and make sure that our inventory matches the digital inventory. Um, I might, you know, do basic cleaning and things like that. I think I definitely try to lead by example. So I do wash the toilets and I do, you know, sweep the floors and all that kind of stuff. So my life isn't that different from a bud tender. Um, except that if there's an altercation with a customer, I guess that I get to swoop in and <laughs> take care of it. Um, when, when, when that, yeah. when Karen, when Karen and Dan are coming through yeah. wreaking, wreaking havoc from Idaho, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm exactly. saying? Yep. Yeah. And then I get to meet with uh, potential vendors. So if yeah. somebody's dropping off samples, I love talking to them about, you know, what they, what goes into their company, what goes into their weed, what makes them different. And, if they don't know those answers, that's kind of a bummer, but most of them do. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a sales rep for Buddy's brand. I'm not here to yeah. sell you no buddies today. I'm in another no, state, yeah. you know, yeah. how this is going to be, a this is going to be for the sales rep. So LinkedIn, yeah. tune in, LinkedIn, <laughs> tune in. You're yeah. a buyer. I'm a sales yeah. rep. I'm going to ask you some questions that is going to okay. help other people maybe make your life a little easier. How okay. many reps do you see a week? Would you say? Oh, like at least six. Six a week. So like one a day, you know, at one least. a day. Yeah. And that's, and that's people that you set up meetings with. They had to call and get a hold of you. That's just dropping in. No, it's mostly dropping in. Most of people surprise me. Wow. I'll occasionally get an email that says like, Hey, I'd like to come through and drop off samples. Do you want that? Like I, I did, did just get an email and responded to boss bags or something like that. Um, so they actually ask when I'm going to be in there and, and try and talk to me when they drop off. Not everybody does that. Some people even send samples third party. Which mm -hmm. if you give me a call and you tell me your samples are coming, then that's fine. I understand not wanting to send a sales rep from There's one to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I want to be able to ask you the questions that, about your brand. So if I have to do that over the phone or, or whatever, it doesn't, it just has to happen. Um, some brands are a lot more intense. Like I request samples from them. Um, I'd say Huga's a great example. Huga, um they're over in Spokane and I, I think I found them on Instagram, but they're a great brand. I, I messaged them and they came and interviewed us. They came and like made sure that our shop qualified for their weed, which I thought was really, really cool. Love and we're very that. lucky to carry them. Yeah. We're very lucky. Love that. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, not everybody <laughs> tells me they're coming. A lot of people will drop samples with one of my bud tenders and they do their best to tell me, you know, what they learned from the vendor, but yeah. Yeah. So so it's important that they at least reach out, try to create some form of relationship and establish mm -hmm. that a real a real contact with you. Uh, you definitely don't just prefer people sending you stuff blindly and then having no. it pop up and all that. Yeah, I mean, it might get me interested, but you're gonna have to send a follow up like in two months and and send well, me another set of samples. You're real nice, man. I would, uh, man. In LA, I feel like I might get, I might get. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, it don't, it don't work like that here. I gotta really, really, you know, earn the, earn that opportunity. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. You're, you're definitely having that door open like yes. that. That's big respect to you for that. Now, uh, in terms of your store, you, you mentioned earlier about the top, one of the top selling items in all of Bellingham being a $27 eighth, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Talk mm -hmm. to me a little bit about, you know, you can't just carry one brand at that price, right? If that's a top product, right? Mm -hmm. Or do you? Yeah. No, so I, got, I carry two brands at that price, but a, a couple really close to that price. And yeah, we do a lot yeah. of sales. So it kind of depends on if you include our sales or not yeah but, there's always yeah. something that that's that's creating interest in there right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah totally so let's 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 show some love to those brands that you've okay. curated right so oh, yeah talk to me about some of those companies and what what attracted you to them and why you feel that they're successful in your area yeah um so the the other 27 dollar eighth is by canna verde or um especial is the brand and yeah. they're um an outdoor company or they're or they're greenhouse, but they're definitely not indoor. Um, and they're organic. And the reason we carry them compared to like, you know, an indoor $27 eighth is, well, they're in a jar. So there's two different options. Now I have a Mylar and a jar option. Yep. And um, uh, they are just really good and stony. Like it's, it's maybe it's outdoor and maybe it's cheap, but it's like very, very stony, very consistent every time. Turby, so, Turby? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it like gets you super high. Like I smoke mm -hmm. a lot of weed, and some of it just doesn't get me high anymore. And I don't, mm -hmm. you know, know what is that? Is that a terpene thing with you? Is it a terpene thing with you? I think or that's no. Thing? I think that's a yeah, cannabinoid spectrum. I think if you're okay. missing CBV, CBG, CBN, like some of the other cannabinoids, what we aren't even testing for. Yeah. Um, maybe you're like running like for you know somebody who runs a all salt line. Their weed doesn't get me as high, and I think it's just because the weed isn't as uh, diverse in, in its chemical structure. Yeah. Yo, what you <laughs> just said is so above 99% of people's heads of what I mean, they're watching. Holy yeah. cow. Can you please say that again? Well, okay. So uh, there's the entourage effect, right? Everybody should know what the entourage effect is or what it's hypothesized to be, which is that um, a bunch of different smells and flavors, the terpenes create your experience of your high. But then there was a study and I, I wrote an article on it that um, it wasn't terpenes weren't interacting with CB1 or CB2 or interacting with THC or anything like that. So it kind of not necessarily, but it leads me to believe that it's not terpenes. So then the next logical thing would be cannabinoids. And we know that there's 100 plus cannabinoids. We only test for like four yeah. of them. So if I have to think, OK, what why is this one strain going to be more stoned than this other strain? Then I have to think, okay, well, it's the the molecules I'm not testing for, the other cannabinoids. Yeah. And then I went on further to say that if you grow all salts, you're ba I mean, it's like idiocracy when they put a uh, um, Gatorade on the plants. <laughs> they said it was going to make them grow stronger. It, you're giving them like exactly what they need, but are you giving them like the struggle that allows them to diversify or, or the, the interactions with the microbes in the soil that would naturally be there or the interactions with, you know, UVB from the sun, you know, there's yeah. so many things that could be changing the cannabinoid spectrum that we don't even understand yet that we don't even test for yet. We don't even know what to test for. So check this out. You're talking yeah. about great outdoor weed, right? Yeah. We're talking about <clears throat> terpenes and profiles and full cannabinoid spectrums. Mm-hmm. This is Emerald Cup award-winning outdoor cannabis, California. Wow. This is this is from. Uh, let me see if I can hold it up. This is from Green Shock. Okay, nice. numerous Emerald Cup awards. Those this are some is red little sticky stigmas, huh? Yeah, it is yeah. very much um, like. And then listen to this. Like, oh man, really healthy snap, and then the smell mm -hmm. of like you know the passion orange guava getting nice. all those terpene profiles now but here's the kick right 
So yeah. to be real, little dry. It is what it is, right? Yeah. It's weed. I don't expect it to be perfect every time. Mm -hmm. And then terpene seven. It's a seven percent. I was told that it should say point seven percent because oh. it's, miss it's missing a dot. I was going to say it would be literally wet if it was seven percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven percent. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. But I was told point seven. I've seen. Yeah. I, I've got strains from them previously, like right after winning a cup when i see them in a mm -hmm. cannabis cup or i see them at like mm -hmm. uh a, you know a party or somewhere or something um this was a second place winner this particular strain passion orange guava um triple a plus cannabis flowers is what it says triple a plus uh AAA plus. but i've seen them have to do a two like a 2.3 percent before oh nice yeah which yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's that's real real doable in cannabis yeah. and it's really doable in outdoor particularly yeah yeah, you just have to have a good cure and a good dry down. That's really what matters and make sure so, they don't get too dehydrated when they're growing. Right, right. And so with, with your experience with the rise of your biology and having the plants grow, I was picking up while you were talking that if you're not, if, if you feed them what they give, with, if you just give the plants exactly what they need when they need it, they're not really, you know, having to, to do what they need to do to be the best version mm -hmm. of themselves, right? To grow their muscles, to really stress yeah, in the yeah. right ways kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to growing, when mm -hmm. it comes to growing quality cannabis, whether it is indoor, outdoor, you know, greenhouse, the mix light, all these different things, mm -hmm. what do you believe produces cannabis that that is both sustainable or I guess it, it, it takes less? You know, it, they all use things, right? They all are they yeah, all are using yeah. gas, right? But yeah. What, not necessarily the most sustainable way, but what what do you feel is the best way sustainability for you quality ratio to, to really yeah. create a, that twenty seven dollar eighth that thirty five dollar eighth that can be discounted? Because to yeah. me, if you can get an indoor version of it and you can get greenhouse outside mm -hmm. and you can get them at the same price, mm -hmm. what's yeah. giving? What's giving? Yeah. What's what's the catch? It's 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 the uh, well, I mean the it's the efficient use of space. Right. Yeah. Like you have to count your cost in a square footage basis. And if you can produce, you know, 39 grams per square foot. OK, now I can double stack. So now I can produce, you know, set shit. I have to do math. 78, 78, 78, yeah. 78 grams of um, usable cannabis in the same square foot. OK, can you triple stack it? So, you know, um, it, it's using as low input costs so the green the outdoor weed uses really low energy inputs um but offsetting it with high yields so yeah you're using the energy from the sun but is that enough energy to grow really really fat really good nugs maybe not so if you go to indoor you know then are you using all of your vertical space as efficiently as possible maybe not maybe you can't cool it down because you're three stacks high um and you're running hps or something which would be ridiculous uh, but you know what I mean? Three stacks of HPS, that room would be hot. <laughs> that would be too hot. <laughs> that would be too hot. Your energy bill that. would be literally be lit. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. I haven't seen a three stack. I've seen two stacks. I've seen a two stack of HPS. Yeah. Yeah. Two stack. Uh, to be real, I haven't seen a two stack HPS. I've only seen them be running LEDs. Yeah, uh, they, this, this grow switch to LEDs after that. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you, th I mean, when you're just running more light, when you, that's the thing, though. Like that's, I guess, yeah. that's part of the catch, being the brand or being the cultivator and all that is, mm -hmm. as you start to maximize, the cost does go up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's whether or not it doubles proportionally or not. So yeah, you save money. Yeah, that's that's well, more more input equals more output in this case. Mm -hmm. uh but only if it sells because mm -hmm. of the you know and there's so yeah. weeds uh we, we we were i showed you we were growing outdoor weed here we had yeah. 23 plants coming into the summer and we do not have 23 plants right now no oh, no <laughs> yeah it's not as easy as, as no, just throwing it's not. stuff outside <laughs> it's, it's 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 and even in the valley and the water and the regimen and all yeah. that it's still it's, we got to 105 degrees 107 degrees yeah. two different times for a few days yeah yeah. Yep, totally. The um, mm -hmm. so so I have a couple more questions about okay. um, Insight Consulting. Okay. Um, so you launched Insight Consulting. What is it now? It's been what two to three years? Three years? Three, three. Yeah. Three. Yeah, I think it's three, three years. Going on three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something. Two. Oh, man, 
Yeah. Two. Going on You're, two. We got to get you out of the Three girl years. a little bit. Out of, out of the shop. Oh, yeah. It's going fast. Um, you you help people do licensing in other states. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, the states that, that people can kind of come to you for assistance in, in terms of getting a cannabis license, getting into the industry, you know, yeah. you have a recruiting background. People can really come to you and you can kind of point them right in mm-hmm. a direction. Yeah, that's, that's trustworthy. Yeah, I, I mean, I try to <laughs> try to be trustworthy. Um, right. Yeah. So any of the states that are doing active license applications um, or acceptance of applications, some states have closed, you know, like we applied I, or I helped a company apply in Maryland. Those were all awarded to really large corporations, it seems like. Um, and now it's closed and they're probably not going to be taking on anymore. Um, but there are other states with, you know, these like minor uh, loopholes. I know like Washington is going to re-release licenses to um, people who have weed convictions. And they're going to give preference to those people. So that's interesting. A little, um, a little social equity. A what aspect, now? A little social equity. Yeah, a little social equity aspect. So, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people know about that. Um, Massachusetts is a rolling application. So they just will let you apply whenever you meet the qualifications. Um, but, yeah, pretty much if you're interested in doing it in a certain state, like, I love reading <laughs> bureaucratic red tape <laughs> and I love filling out applications. So I tend to, I, I'm pretty good at helping with those things. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So- I also have all the SOPs built out for a vertically integrated facility or, you know, just the producer process or just the extractor or just, you know, whatever you need. Yeah. So. Do you so have a preference of like extraction style? I mean, obviously there's also, you know, it's all mm-hmm. science and equations and mm-hmm. all this math and doing things consistency and very precise. Yeah. Um, it's more than just eyeballing ingredients on your stove totally. for the people watching, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are just um, like, yeah, they're just cooking, they're just cooking up these dabs, right? I mean, yeah, they're just like, oh, just as easy to do it. It's like, yeah. Like it is when you've done it for 10 years, but if, but one mistake can really lead to a life, right? In yeah, definitely. If you're um, using some kind of like butane or propane or any combination of that, like very dangerous. Um, yeah. The only extraction method that I'm really familiar with is CO2. That is probably going to be my preference, not just because I know it, but because it extracts a broader spectrum than... Um, well, I guess maybe that isn't necessarily, no, it is true. Um, extracts a broader spectrum than uh, other methods. And then I don't really like distillation. I don't like the whole process yeah. of refining down the THC. So yeah. Um, yeah. Where would, where are you at in this whole, I heard you say distillate and then you just mentioned mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the other one. Where are you at with this whole live resin versus rosin situation? Wow. I'm an observer. Um, yeah the people are you specifically talking about like uh people making rosin from bubble hash versus no i mean there's live rosin got this got the uh the the full you know the what is it the the solventless hash rosin oil all the these hash diamonds now people pressing these diamonds that's like i think about what is it the mechanical mechanical diamonds is what they're calling it right um yes it's not to say that one's better or worse, but where yeah. are you at in it? And tell me, are you are you when you dab? Yeah. Are you dabbing live resin? Are you strictly on the rosin? Are are you are you vaping? Are you just smoking joints when you know in the morning chilling with coffee? Like what what no. what kind of what kind of preferences do you have and why in terms of those kinds of products? Yeah. If I, I mean, if I, I think if you're a good buyer or manager, like you smoke as much as possible that comes into your shop. So I'm, you know, when I look at a dab. Um, I do like it to be lighter in color because that indicates that there's less plant material in it. Um, but other than that, like I'm pretty open to consistency and, um, I'm do, I would say like, I like the saucier extracts, um, more than the crumbly extracts, but I think Mm -hmm. there's a place for the crumbly extracts. I honestly sell a lot of more crumble or honeycomb, uh, texture to people who are going to roll it into joints than, I would normally expect, you know, yeah. like I, um, the people, so you're telling, what you're saying is that people are using their stuff more. You're noticing people doing yeah. more infusions. 
Yeah. Yeah. The people you wouldn't expect to be buying extracts are buying extracts and to put it in smokables to put in smokables. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and I mean, the other day I did teach like a person over 60, how to use a dab rig. Um, but that's less common than the ones who are putting extracts into flour or combining them. What was that? What was that like? Oh, we are all about education at Trippy Hippie. Like, no judgment. It was just fun. We like my torches actually have butane in them on the on the floor, which I didn't know. So I go, yeah. So you're gonna click this button and go, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so, it's a little scary. Um, I was like, well, that's why you want to point it away from you. Any smoke shop <laughs> and dispensary owners, go check your butane torches right now. <laughs> they probably have a little bit in them. I really expected them to not come loaded. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I if they didn't come, if, if they come yeah. loaded, yeah. they were explosive. Yeah, when they shipped. Yeah. 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 So, who Scorch Torch, watch out. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, was, it was great. I mean, they don't like smoking flour as much because it's harsher on their lungs. And so um, they wanted to try extracts. I mean, there's a lot more options for extracts versus there are for just cartridges almost all cartridges nowadays are going towards distillate because it's the cheapest one mm -hmm. um, and it seems to run through a cartridge the best but like you're saying there's the rosins and the resins and the loud raisins and <laughs> the quiet raisins you just said loud raisins i'm so <laughs> <I> just... dead <laughs> Oh, you know so what I mean. Good. There's so many different options for extracts. Yo, you so there is. <laughs> you said loud, loud raisins. I'm so dead. I just Big they all call themselves different things. Big they, shout out to do. Refine. Yeah, loud, Refine. Loud resin. Loud raisins for creating um, a whole product and a and a brand name surrounding mm -hmm. loud resin, aka live resin mm -hmm. that. Now yeah. there is a difference between live resin and loud resin, yeah, and uh, and also cured resin. The difference yes. is that what I was told as a bartender now almost <laughs> almost five years ago mm -hmm. um, is that loud resin they they work with specific partners to pull material at a specific date, like it's when the weed is at the 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 loudest point, the turpiest point. Is what I was. So like it's okay, cured, it's, it's cured resin, it's cured live mm -hmm. resin, it's cured flour, it's cured live resin, but it's it's at a certain date for that strain. See, you know, my understanding was that their crystal formation process was the differentiator because if you look at a a loud resin or a loud rosin dab, it it has a different crystal structure than a live resin, like what other people label as their live resin. Well, so that and that's because it's a cured product, right? Live okay. resin, live resin would be a fresh frozen. With yeah. biomass material, as soon as you chop it, you're mm -hmm. freezing that shit. Okay. In in a cure in a in this in this other situation, I feel like you're curing it to a certain day and then doing it. Like you're still chopping it and hanging it and drying it and sticking yeah. it in the the sea vaults, right? I think is the little yeah. container thing. Well, see, so right. clearly refined. You need to send your rep down to my store, and like we'll talk back through this. Yeah, who knows? This is a good question. See, I don't know. Yeah. If that, like, I thought that's what I was taught back in the day. I don't know if that's the case then or now. But yeah. this this kind of uh, uh, this kind of um, this kind of education gap is important. And this is again, once again, to everybody, North American We Tour. This is why we're doing it. We want to mm -hmm. show y'all. Mention brands. We want to raise the awareness about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Trippy Hippie. Big shout out to Aaron Lepsansi, man. I appreciate you being on the episode. I'm, I'm about to spark the second joint. Did you already smoke any of that weed? I, I did. I finished my joint. It was actually, the paper was really good. I normally like Elements papers, um, like the rice paper, but this wasn't too, like, hempy. What's the, official, what's the official, uh, uh, what's the official review on the, uh, on the the cantaloupe Kush, yeah, fucking good, fucking really good. Right. Yeah. Excuse my language. I don't know, normally smoke indicas, so it is a little sedating for my taste. You, you smoked that before the episode or throughout the episode? Throughout the episode. Well, not. That I didn't even. Yet. I didn't even notice I that. You're, you've been. You put. You put them down, Joey. It's. It's impressive. It's impressive. I still have stuff to do. <laughs> Yo, man, listen. I got a gold pre-roll right here from Vegas. Yo, it's called the yo, Hustler. Nice. Come on, we got we got rapper weed. 
Come on, we got rapper weed. Come on, we oh. got uh, this first joint that I smoked was uh, Durban Poison times Gushers. Ooh, I love Gushers. Let me show you this weed real quick. This oh, shit. Okay. Oh my god, I didn't. I didn't show you this. I showed you this big nug. You guys didn't get to see this one. Oh, you were going in on the Rhizosphere shit when we were talking earlier, man. I was. I was. You know, my eyes gloss over. You know. Look at that. Oh, nice. Durban poison times gushers. Look I at that love gun. Durban too. Mm. Like, mm. It looks like a it looks like gelato. It has Durban nug structure, gelato trichome coverage, mm. and then terpene profiles from both. Like, nice. Come on. Nice. Man. Nice. Guess how much the eighth was? Thirty-six. Oh, you're close. Was I? Yeah, this is forty-seven. 47 yeah. in a mylar yeah but you want to know the difference between this mylar and those mylars yeah this feels like a 50 dollar mylar <laughs> yeah i don't it's have just... any weed i don't have any weed above uh the man the 30 dollar price point look, look, look. oh these no it's avidas avidas is in yeah 40 dollars nothing above 40 six, 65 and 65 the rapper weed like this yeah. is dave this is this is currency you know currency yeah. and whiz and this is dave east out of new york the east yeah. og andretti this is two ogs neither of them neither so one of them they come out like out the door uh okay so let me break it down like this they are a hundred percent worth buying and trying yeah one thousand percent worth mm -hmm. buying and trying mm -hmm. a daily smoke no, no, no. Not on these. no. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because the bud was was has been like on this one. The bud was beautiful. The bud was had a great terpene profile on the nose, but it yeah. did not smoke like that. Mm. And then this one, this the Davies uh, uh, OG 30, 31.8%, 31.87 31 percent total THC smacked the shit out That's, of me i mean come on though like by weight that doesn't even make sense you have explain to know that, that doesn't make sense Please explain that to me so i can understand and so the understand. so you're saying that in that gram of material 37 percent of that is the thc molecule that's what I it's saying. I'm not saying that. That's what I know. Saying. That's what the label is saying. That 37% of the weight making up that. So if we were to grind it down and separate it into little different piles, and some of the piles were plant cells, and some of the piles were THC crystals, and some of the piles were <clears throat> whatever the fuck else, a little bit of moisture, you know. Probably dirt. Bit of, probably, hopefully not a little dirt. Hopefully not dirt. <laughs> plant cells oh this is in this is indoor weed i was thinking about indoor weed. weed yeah okay anyway then you're saying that the pile of the thc would be 37 percent of the weight of all the piles when you put that's it like crazy. that when you put that's it when crazy. you put it down like that that does sound crazy it is crazy think about what a gram of thc isolate looks like like wizard stones or whatever yeah, yeah right yeah. okay uh, take 37 percent of that and that's allegedly what's in that gram of freaking flour. That doesn't seem right. So you're doesn't telling right me at all. Do it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you crush that up and weigh out 0.37 grams, that's what's supposedly in that flour. Really? That's crazy. Interesting. I don't so, think I don't think test results over 30 are necessarily true. Now, now I think there are a lot of ways to manipulate testing. But that's a different conversation. So what? No, obviously, what you said to me makes a lot of sense, and I think the mm -hmm. most people that are logic driven, obviously, mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. People that are going to be more data science, we're in your echelon, your realm of the rhizosphere world, and really being <laughs> meticulous. I always, you yeah. know, I me, mean, that's that's some higher level yeah. shit. You know that yeah. the majority of the world, we don't understand all that. We right. don't. It's not our interest. It's, we're not all meticulous no. about numbers and data and growing plants or growing mm -hmm. much of anything for that matter. Mm -hmm. But so, it did get you really high. But it does get you really high. So yeah, my so okay. that's where comparatively this one tastes bad. Doesn't get me high. This one's thirty one to two two percent. Neither one of them have a terpene profile on it. Different mm -hmm. conversation, right? Yep. Yep. But all I have to go off and all my brain has to go off is that number. Yeah. You're saying that that's not even really possible, even though I got stupid high. Is that because this OG and this terpene profile is just different and better than this one for me maybe, specifically? Right. 
Well, like what I said earlier, it's like the cannabinoids you're not testing for. It doesn't make sense that there is, you know, like negligible CBD or CB, whatever other cannabinoids are in that flower when it's a, a full flower. So what happened that they were able to get that test result of 37% THC as opposed to something that's more, you know, along the lines of 20 or 25, which seems to be like what weed is testing at these days. Seems to be. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So there's obviously a lot of variance in this labs. Do you now, you know, you're the manager, you're the buyer, you're bringing in brands, you're smoking through a lot of the product. Do I buy based on test results? You're probably not buying strictly based on test results, but you would, no. you obviously can't ignore the fact that certain numbers are performing in certain price points, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will not accept an order in its entirety if it all tests below 15%, for example. Like I've had really bad shipments from, from brands before where clearly something got messed up when they sent in all their test results, but I just can't have five strains from one vendor testing under 15%. So maybe I'll yeah. keep two, you know, maybe I'll keep two. But if you were to send me six strains and only one of them tested under 15%, I don't care. That's fine. Like it's going to sell. It's just, you know, going to sell to a different person. Um, there are always going to be the people who walk into the shop and go, I want the highest tester. I cannot be convinced that, you know, a lower tester will get me more high. It cannot, they cannot be convinced of that. And that's, that's fine. And then there are a lot more customers who understand it's more about the chemistry of how that strain reacts with your body that and less about the numbers on the package that they're going to buy whatever you tell them to buy because do you, do you feel that there's any truth to the to this to this next point i think there is truth to the thc getting you higher or not higher yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's a consistent truth i think there's mm -hmm. truths to it and the truths kind of lie on both ends of the spectrum, not necessarily in the middle where the majority is. I think they lie on the end in terms yeah. of the higher numbers don't tend to play as big of a role as what we, as what they think. Right. Yeah. And then the lower numbers, they still like obviously low THC to your yeah. point, customers and the, the chance of buying that's part of the culture. It does matter. Yeah. But we've, we've all smoked good strains that still got you. And it was obviously terpene content, right? Where we, or, and, yeah. and the rest of the cannabinoids, like what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the point that I'm even worried about. I What I'm talking about is that yeah. still on this end, that 15% yeah. THC, it does get you high, but yeah. it's only for 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes. Okay, yeah. Whereas on this Same other power. side, the other side is still one, two, three, even up to eight or nine hours of sleep. There is yeah. some truth to be said that the higher the THC, the longer the high, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, I can't argue with that. I don't know that that's necessarily my experience, but I haven't tried to test it. So. See, for me. So I, then, I mean, by that rationale, all, though, if you were to take it. on this table that are all yeah. 25 to 35%. Yeah. Whether it's real or not, right? Yeah. And every day I go to bed, I wake up and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when you and I smoke. Yeah. Lower mid-grade weed. Yeah, we're yeah, only experiencing it. that when we taste it. Yeah, and it's, usually, it's usually not tasting good at that point. Fifteen percent right. weed don't really taste good usually, unless yeah. it's some exotic genetics. That's like, yeah, like you said, fucked up. <laughs> it still but, tastes good. It still tastes but good. But it got that that sudden. strain may be really good for something that we're not giving it credit for yet. Like it, it's not good for us. It's not good for our body chemistry, but. Right, there could be a cannabinoid in there that, in a really high concentration, that isn't getting tested for and isn't getting on the label. Yeah. Right. Um, and that cannabinoid could, yeah, that cannabinoid could be responsible for reducing eczema or some shit. Har you know, Harlequins, so, ACDC, Charlotte's yeah, Web, all whatever. of them. Right. Yeah. They all have huge medicinal components or huge chemical components that are perfect for somebody's body chemistry and just not necessarily our body chemistry. So we, we're um, not going to go smoke that way because it's not going to get us high. It's probably not going to taste yeah, as good. That's not our goal. That's yeah. not our goal. Yeah. yeah. It's not aligned with our goal, but it's aligned with somebody's goal. So the truth, the, the truth, yeah. cannabis can be for everybody. Yeah. It depends on what your body chemistry needs. Yeah. What you, what you're comfortable with most importantly, mm -hmm. I think, I think for anybody that could ever discover cannabis um, and, and try to work to become familiar with it, you know, Aaron is a really highly educated resource 
you know, college graduate individual. You are just like other millions of Americans, millions of people around the world in terms of education relatability. I appreciate you for taking education and cannabis and your passion at the highest level and yeah. for taking the time to be with us here today. It's really, uh, it's really cool to have learned. Every time I talk to you, Eric, you know I just learn and I'm always asking you. You say something yeah. and I'm just like, wait. What? <laughs> you're saying that this does this? And yeah. so what are, we don't even, I, because Rise of Sierra Biology is so much out of my depth, we don't even get to mm -hmm. talk about what you know. <laughs> shit about. Yeah. That's I get to ask all these questions about shit I care about. Yeah, and like the sales reps and the game and the buyers help and mm -hmm. how to meet with you and all that kind of stuff. We don't yeah. need to talk soil biology, so I hope I hope to have you on again with yeah. a friend of, with a friend of mine that can talk all of your language of awesome. Dirt, That'd be fun. Soil. I don't get to do that as often as I'd like to, honestly. If anybody wants oh. to come into my shop and talk to me about nerdy things, they're more than welcome to. <laughs> well, real quick before we let you go out, get out of here. Yeah. If you have anything, any shout outs you'd like to make or any you know whatever. Um, the one thing I care about making sure that you do is however people can get a hold of you if you're comfortable um, yeah. to be a resource for, for the people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my my email is just my full name at Gmail. That one's that one's easy. So if you want to get a hold of just me, then that's easy. Um, if you're trying to get a hold of the shop or try any of our stuff, our website's trippyhippycannabis.com and we give 30% off for online orders. Let's and I want to give a yeah, it's, I think it's the best deal in Bellingham as far as discount goes, not necessarily like you know, um, right, yeah, 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 specifically, it's pretty nice. That's um, a hefty discount, it's hefty, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's impossible because of my wonderful bud tenders. So let's see if I can do it all Pablo, Autumn, Riley, uh, Emily, Chase, Booer. Oh no, oh, Sid, Tyler, and I think that's it. Oh, if I forgot somebody, I'm going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that many. So shout out to all my butt tenders. They're amazing. Big, big shout out to um, the Trippy Hippie fan. Yeah, they're great. Um, and yeah, <coughs> I guess shout out to my mom for being a female scientist. Moms <laughs> and the scientists. The, yeah. the daughter with the cannabis mastermind. Yeah. And helping other people reach their goals and helping them achieve what they desire to do in weed and educating along the way. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Thanks for having me on. We have to go back and uh, play slots again sometime soon. We didn't get to go to Vegas this year. So. Uh, MJ Biz on your watch radar. Me win. Are you Ooh, going to when is it? When is it? Uh, uh, I want to say it's in October. No, I'm going, to, I'll, I'm going to New Mexico for my 30th birthday. I'm turning 30. Ah. Happy early birthday. <laughs> thank you. I'm thank freshly you. 30. I'm a Leo. The oh, uh, I can tell you that being on this side of the hill, the weed, <laughs> the weed tastes, good. <laughs> tastes good. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. Thank you. Especially Jeremy. if it's grown the right way with meticulous care and the right soil science mm. and rhizosphere biology. Yes. Well, yes. thank you again, Aaron. I appreciate you. Yeah. This is the North American V Tour podcast episode. Am I forgetting right now? This nine. is episode it's nine. nine. Yeah. With Aaron Lovesansky from Insight Consulting and Trippy Hippie Cannabis Co. in Bellingham, Washington. Thank you for representing the ham, the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> and I will see you later on, hopefully this season, we can touch base a little yes. bit about the soil science and the how to grow things at the best level possible. So thank you. Love it. Looking forward to it. All right. I appreciate you, Aaron. I will see you later. Woo! Peace. Bye. All right, y'all. We back. I really appreciate you guys for hanging out. North American Weed Tour Podcast, Episode 9. We just had Aaron Lapsansky hanging out with us. I'm going to wrap up this episode by kind of rounding it out here with the official review of what I've been smoking for the second half of this episode. Uh, I went ahead and grabbed a hold of this Passion Orange Guava from Green Shock. And so uh, at 0.7% terpenes, 23% total THC, 26.8% total cannabinoids, it tastes pretty good. The high is energetic. I'm focused. Uh, I'm not sure if there's more of an indica or sativa, but I don't know. Tastes good. Um, I, I, the high, mm, there is a back. I got a back high. I got a little leg high. Um, I don't know. Score wise, 
packaged on May 27th. I mean, that explains why it's dry. It's you know, it's almost three months uh, in the jar. I'm gonna have to give this a seven flat on the taste with a the 73 overall on the branding here. Uh, I can't really read the green shock from far away, but I know from experience that these guys put a lot of passion and experience uh, and, and love and just attention to detail to growing this. They are arguably the best outdoor growers um, or one of the best, one of the most awarded outdoor growers uh, in all the California. And so I love it. They also have hummingbirds right there. So that's pretty cute. Um, 73 overall with a seven flat on the taste test. So uh, they also have their YouTube and Facebook listed here. So that's super dope. Um, North American Weed Tour, guys. You never know what we got going on. Uh, featuring brands. Like, you know, I showed you guys we had the Mojave. got the Dave East OG. We got the Andretti OG. Had some Green Shock. Um, there's just a lot of cannabis brands that we're going to be talking about, being showing love to. We've got more interviews coming. So be sure to stay tuned. Like, follow, and subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Uh, we'll be posting clips on Instagram here soon. We just got deleted, so please go follow respectmyregion.hiphop. Hopefully the .us account will be back. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Love y'all. Peace.